eat real food, not too much, mostly plants. <laughs> that is the simple nutritional advice from uh, the Pulitzer winning prize author, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning author Michael Pollan. And I've got to say, it is, well, the, the kind of ethos that I personally try to follow when it comes to food, not that I'm too anal about it all, but the one thing I really try to avoid is processed food, right? So I don't mind eating junk. I don't mind having burgers. I don't mind from time to time enjoying a nice bit of fudgy caramel slice from a fancy cafe. No, I don't feel guilty about any of those things. But I'm not a big fan of eating McDonald's, for example, or eating like processed stuff from, you know, from chain stores, stuff that comes in a packet. And this is the way we apparently should all be eating. Not that I'm necessarily a, a paragon of nutrition, but our um, eco man, Malcolm Rams, will be very impressed, I'm sure. How are you doing, Malcolm? Oh, I'm very, very impressed. Kilda, yes, very impressed. I just think, that. don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, okay, <laughs> I, I've got so many thoughts on this, and I'm delighted that you're going to be speaking with us today. But um, it's it's funny, isn't it, how much of our diets over the last, you know, 40 or 50 years, um, how much they've changed and how much more processed food has become a regular part of our diet. It is, it's, um, it's cheap, you know, and, and everyone likes cheap, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, it's become like a. It's not the the noble farmer with the sleeves rolled up out in, in the countryside anymore. It's actually it's it's industrial. It's like a massive food factory, and and you know it has brought the price down. There's no doubt about that. But there's been all these huge hidden costs that we don't know about. One to the environment, which is as makes me think as eco man I'm happy to talk about this, but also to our health. Mm. Massive massive implications for our, our health. Well, that's that's interesting. So, what, why why should we be avoiding um, processed foods from a health perspective? Okay, well, um, there's a science because what they want to do, believe it or not, is they want to get you addicted to their brand. <clears throat> and they have these um, scientists, and all they're doing, they're paying with um, sugar, salt, and fat. Yeah, and the, and the good they, stuff. And <laughs> and and they're mixing it up in the food to try and hit that magic spot. Yeah, where people are going to just become completely addicted to their product, and so that's where all all their energy is not going into making you healthy and and and, and making sure you've got the right vitamins and proteins. It's all about how can we hook you. So they're high in sugar, right? Mm-hmm. They um they're what's called hyper rewarding, which means that you want to eat more and more. Yeah, lots of artificial ingredients which um have names which. Even with my science background, I can't have a lot of trouble. Yeah, it's always concerning when you look at the ingredients, and most of the ingredients are actually just numbers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not a great sign. Lots of, lots of X's and Strontium Z's and five and, and, <laughs> and Quajibo yeah. and nucleode eighty-six. Yeah, maybe this that's isn't right. the sort of thing I should be putting in me. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and the carbohydrates you're having now are, are highly refined. And and what you want to do with the carbohydrates, because you know. People say too much carbohydrates is what's putting on fat. Is you want to really digest them really slowly, and yeah. then you don't have the problem. But these yeah. are so refined that you're just getting an instant buzz. And and a carbohydrate, like we're talking about, you know, we're talking about white things like white bread, yep. rice, chips. As soon as they hit your digestive system, they get turned into sugar. You right. don't realize this. And so if you look at all that white <clears throat> stuff in front of you coming to your mouth, and you say that's a huge pile of sugar. You go, oh my god, and then it's got sugar on top. Yeah, yeah. 
and it makes you kind of rethink yeah what it might be doing from a nutritional sense to your body um uh... the the thing is though like you don't you need less time and energy to digest the foods right so they don't and because they don't have fiber they don't keep you full for very long and yep. it just means you inevitably end up eating more and more and more more and more and more and 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 snacking is the new the new you know like yeah. we used to sit down for our meals and that was it yeah yeah but now can people could be eating something um every half an hour they have another little snack or something and and um it means you're not digesting the the, the digestive system is actually made to have a pause between the different yeah. meals and and then things happen which won't happen if you're constantly feeding it so you're not actually even digesting the bad food properly let mm. alone the good food mm. Mm. so what can we do well the last thing i mean i do need to talk about the eco side of it because oh, don't so sorry. This That's as well. yep. <laughs> and um <clears throat> in the last 40 years our planet has lost one third of its farmable land because of this industrial farming model which has caused erosion and pollution a third wow of that's, all our farming. Animals. Yeah, that's vast. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and soil is now blowing or washing away a hundred times faster than we can form it. Mm, mm. And so they're saying, oh, we can't stop it. You know, the, the world will starve without it. Well, the world's going to starve if we've got no soil. I'll tell yeah. you right now. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a. T- it, it, we have to change the model. It's, 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 and there are wonderful models out there which are coming through regenerative farming where you actually as you farm you actually grow soil yeah there are alternatives there are alternatives yeah all right so, so what can we do as individuals <clears throat> okay well my next thing i'm talking about for a little while is looking back at the habits our grandparents had and this is their food habits right yeah and so your grand grandmother wouldn't <clears throat> eat anything that you don't recognize as food when you pick up that box of weird colored stuff or eat something with 15 ingredients you can't pronounce, ask yourself, what, 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 what's this? What, what is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't eat anything with more than five ingredients or ingredients you can't pronounce. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Stay out of the middle of the supermarket. <laughs> that's what I do. The only time yep. I go into the middle is to get chickpeas. Yep, yeah, there are. In, what in a there, hero. There are. Mm. You're right. There are ingredients, pure ingredients in there, but most of the stuff in the middle is where the processed food is. And, and so, you, you know, your vegetables and the pure meats and the cheeses, they're all on the outside. And so you don't have to go. You can do little darts in and out, but, but don't spend too much time in the middle of the food. Market. Yeah, no, that's good advice. Don't eat anything that won't eventually rot. Right. <laughs> and, and a lot of these things are made to last a long time, and the stuff that make them last a long time, is the stuff that's bad for you. Yeah. There's exception, of course, honey. But, I mean, things like Coca-Cola, you know, you can put that out for more than 20 years and then put yeah. it back in the fridge and drink it and it's as good as ever. It's it's not a food. Do you know, when I was living in the States, Malcolm, my I had yeah. a, got a really, really good close friend over there who's um, from New Zealand as well. I went to high school with him and stuff. And one Christmas, he came back to New Zealand to visit his family for a month and he left a loaf of bread in his cupboard in the US. And of course, leaving a loaf of bread, he expected to come home to a massive mouldy mess, maybe have some maggots running around or something like that, or at the very least a sort of penicillin-y type block in the middle of his kitchen cupboard. No, no, he came back, there wasn't a spot of mould on that loaf of bread. He'd been I gone know, a month. He'd been gone a outrageous. month. Yeah. And I he was know, like, what I is this doing to my, what is this doing to my, to my gut? 
And the funny thing is, it's still soft as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Oh, you know? And I mean, it's, I think America's probably a bit more hard. extreme than here, but um, yeah, it was shocking. I know. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. I, I, same thing yeah. happened to me when I was living in the States, and that was back in the 70s. It's been happening for a long time. Yeah, for just, a long time. Not, okay, so don't any, eat anything except <clears> for honey that won't eventually rot. What else? Um... Always leave the table a little hungry, believe it or not. Yeah, nice. Many cultures have rules. You stop eating before you're full. Japan, they say eat until you're four-fifths full. Islamic culture, similar rule. German, they say tie off the sack before it's full. Yeah, yeah. That's really smart. It is. And um, families traditionally ate together around the table. Mm. No TV, regular meal times, and it's a great tradition for for actually... um, good digestion but it's also great for, for community and, and bonds and, and it doesn't have to be a family it can be your friends it can be flatmates it can be the person across the very hallway but eating together is a beautiful thing to do mm. eat until you're satisfied not until you're completely at capacity yes yeah yeah that's really that's really good and and the last one is um don't buy food where you eat your where you buy your petrol <laughs> Basically, <laughs> a huge amount yeah. of food now is eaten in cars. Yeah, oh, that's bleak, eh? Yeah, that's I mean, really unless bleak. it's the pack and save, you know, like fuel saver thing in the car park and pack and save, then that's one exception. But no, I know what you yeah, mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be shopping for your for your dinner in the in the aisles at Mobile necessarily. No, <laughs> well, certainly not no. making a habit of it. Now that's great no. advice, Malcolm. Hey, have you read uh, Michael Pollan's uh, most recent book? No, I haven't. Oh well, oh well, uh, Malcolm, you're going to be interested in this. He's um, it's called How to Change Your Mind. So after looking at at food and nutrition and and how processed foods have become this major part of um, Western and developed countries' diets, he turned his attention to psychedelic drugs. And oh. um, yeah, and he's gone and he did a thing called licking the toad. I don't want to give too much away, but um, so so basically, there's this kind of frontier of psychedelic research, mainly being led out of the U.S. East Coast, but actually being picked up in New Zealand at the moment. Auckland University's going to be doing some psychedelic research into the impacts yeah, of LSD, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and so yeah, my, my, and basically, there's been no research on psychedelic drugs for the last sixty or seventy years because of the U.S. laws against it, but they've just started yeah. in, in the last couple of years, and they think there is the potential for all sorts of amazing treatments to be. To be developed for anxiety and for post-traumatic stress disorder and that sort of thing using psychedelic yeah. drugs yeah but anyway yeah, michael yeah, I, I, and so I've michael Pollan goes and does everything you know and he's but he does the thing where he sort of licks <laughs> he licks this excretion from a rare amazonian toad or something and he has this sort of um you know fear and loathing in las vegas kind of description of what happens <laughs> so um if you're looking for something else interesting i can assure you that's a bit of a bit of a journey as well <laughs> Okay, bit of a trip, uh, so to speak. Does it include a field trip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I strongly recommend it. So that's how to, how to change your mind, it's called. Anyway, Malcolm, thank you very much for your advice. Great to chat as always. That's Eco Man, Malcolm Rands.